Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Okay, so today on the podcast, uh, we have Susan McPherson, who uh, is a very interesting person who does a lot of positive things to help support, uh, I guess, interesting and important projects. So look, first of all, uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Simon. It's wonderful to be here. I just wish I was in Ireland right now. <laughs> yes, for many reasons. Um, look, for for those who aren't aware of your work, how would you explain to people uh, who you are and what it is that you do? Great question. I am the founder and CEO of a social impact communications consultancy, uh, meaning what we do is we help companies, NGOs, foundations, and a, and a smattering of others tell their stories of impact to the audiences they want to reach. And I'm also a first-time author. Oh, okay. Well, well, let's let's jump to that. Um, what have you just first-time authored? <laughs> it's called the Lost Art of Connecting: The Gather, Ask, Do Method of Building Meaningful Business Relationships. But it's not on the shelves till March. Uh huh. And and did lockdown inspire you and help you to write that, or was it something you were planning to write anyway? Well, it, it's the elephant in the room. Uh, it was the, the proposal and everything was long before the pandemic. And when I started to write it, which was in January, uh, the first few interviews were, were clearly not. Um, but come March, it, 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 it couldn't, you couldn't not be talking about how are you staying connected? How are you continuing to build relationships? How are you meeting new people? So yes, it, 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 it very much is woven throughout the book but it is not a book about connection during covid mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of more created the opportunity to do it um yeah. we we wanted to talk to you and interview you because uh, ethics is an important aspect of what you do and it's uh, very much hard baked into your things and um, both your activity your investments your angel activity so do could you maybe like explain uh, how how that is a part of what you do and how it informs what you do. Sure. Well, a, a zillion years ago, I grew up uh, the the child of a mother who worked for public television um, because she felt the content was much better than the the alternatives uh, in, in the U.S. in the time in, in the mm -hmm. 70s and, and 80s, and a father who taught uh, college college age women um, history for for 39 years. So. Um, early on, I had this sense of service and giving back, but um, I also, you know, from from a year abroad living in Denmark in the in the 80s, uh, and then coming back to this country, I recognized the structural inequities, and even, you know, over the years, the environmental messes that we were creating in the world. Um, and even though I worked in the private sector, I always had one foot, uh, one foot out doing volunteering, fundraising for causes. And through all of my existence, you know, professional and personal, I've always been a passionate believer that the world can actually improve if we push it, if we if we are out there doing everything we can, each and every one of, one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I guess it has the potential to have knock-on benefits in other areas. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I will add that, you know, in terms of why I became an angel investor, 
it, it actually is an extension of the dollars that I would give to fund causes. Um, I, I want to um, state for the record, however, is that I have only, and I will only, uh, at least for the foreseeable future fund, women-led startups, just since the vast majority of funding dollars do not go to, to women, um, and obviously more disproportionately women of color. Um, but why I do that is because, you know, from a, either either philanthropically, if that's a word, mm -hmm. <laughs> or yeah, yeah. Uh, investing, you're helping people create dreams, you're creating livelihoods, you're creating jobs. So I see them very much aligned. Um, and shamefully, I would never, um, hopefully I'll never be uh, hired to teach a class on angel investing because I pay, I pay very little uh, attention to will I get a return which, you know, is kind of stupid <laughs> because, I mean, that could be one of the benefits, but it's more um, really falling in love with the founder and 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 helping her. Yeah, start. look, up, um, and to be honest, though, I think that is a better way to be than the other way where the investor is over-involved and therefore pushes the founder to do things because they feel they have to bring a return and that can become quite short-termist, short whereas you know the nature of angel investing is perhaps you are more arm's length but 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 that that reduces one source of stress because i mean nothing ever happens on time things always take longer there's always unexpected factors so uh, i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no but i i will say though when i do write checks for startup founders i do want to be involved um not to the point of being a pain in the ass <laughs> uh, but i want to be able to do you know i i offer more than my checkbook and in many cases, it's been a joy to be able to offer connections to media or connections to other funders or be able to help the organization better tell their story. So when I do when I do make investments, it's important to feel um, that that, yes, maybe I'm, I'm arm's length, but maybe I'm not legs length away. How's that? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's give give value and also. Give give the benefit of your experience of knowing that there there are dots you can join up, but but yeah. but not saying you know uh, where's my ROI by Christmas, you know like. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical, Christmas. Well, for example, um, <laughs> so 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 following on this kind of line of thought, um, we have done quite a few interviews where people feel that in the future there will be. Uh, customers and your clients will tend to choose companies to work with and spend money with if they feel they're aligned on values and worldviews. Um, what are your thoughts on this? And do you think this is going to be something that we'll see more of, more B Corps, more Patagonia-style uh, ethic-led companies? Uh, uh, what do you think about this? Unequivocally, yes. It is it, it, from all walks of life. Purpose is out of the, you know, I, I was recently quoted as saying the genie is out on the bottle. Everything mm -hmm. from the C-suite of uh, global Fortune 1000 um, companies, you know, stepping up to uh, be politically vocal, to companies um, cleaning up their supply chains, to, um, you know, the, the making it a priority for their employees to have time off volunteering. Um, and where uh, economies allow um, donations and investing in in um, in philanthropy, uh, you know, it, or in in startups, you know, it this is not going away. And um, I think if anything, COVID 
has exacerbated it further to this notion of that we are all connected. You know, 20 uh, years ago when I started working in corporate responsibility, once U.S. manufacturing was moving offshore. And so supply chains, you, you know, they were out of sight, out of mind. And mm -hmm. you just didn't really think about who's making my jeans, who's making my, you know, T-shirts, who's making my iPhone, you know, or, you know, whatever phone yeah. it was years ago. But we have visibility into all those things now, right? And just yeah. because something is created offshore or the person that created it lives far, far away, we're all, we, we, we all breathe the same air. Um, you know, my ex used to say fish have passport, uh, fish don't have passports. And I liken to the fact that, you know, we have artificial borders created that were created, you know, throughout history for all sorts of reasons. But in the end, everything that anyone does affects one another, no matter where it is on the planet. And that has finally become front of mind in, in business. I, I fervently believe that. Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, and, and like, so with the, the founder of Nike, I mean, they, for a long time, they spoke about values, but they, they didn't really look into the supply chain and the, you know, the age of the children making their oh, clothes. Yeah. Yep. And, and that has changed drastically. Yeah. And, and I think it's that thing that like once once some companies say we won't do it that way then it pushes the light onto the other ones the same there were footballs being made by pakistani kids ahead of the last world cup that um it, it becomes hard to justify why you're continuing to do it if the others aren't and so on one hand i hope that 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 pushes behavior i mean so therefore like do you feel that we're in the last throes of resistance because you know there's plenty of lobbies and companies that don't do that but but do you feel that over time they will become a minority absolutely i mean it, look if you are a company and you want to be business in business in 20 years you have to be reducing your fossil fuel consumption because there aren't gonna there isn't going to be unlimited um, amounts of fossil fuel available for you to consume Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just kind of the law of averages. Um, yes, you're always going to have outliers who are not going to join in. And but I do believe that the consuming public, as well as the investing public, the pension funds, the mutual funds, um, the big banks now are altering how they invest. And that can have a massive, massive um, impact on a company if, let's say, CalPERS, uh, which manages pension funds in California, decides to not fund a particular company because of its environmental, you know, footprint. Mm. And that 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 is almost more detrimental than if an individual or you know thousands of individuals decide to not buy the product that that company manufactures. So I do think it's you know it this is going to be happening over time, and just like everything else, there is going to be swaying back and forth, but. Again, if you ask a CEO if in 20 years you, that CEO wants his or her company to be or their company to be on this planet, they have to be thinking about environmental decisions because it, there just aren't unlimited resources. And we still have a regardless of the pandemic, we still have a global population that is exploding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, where, when you work with female founders, um, what what tips do you give them? And are there any um, specific tips that, that that you bring based upon you know that you, you've been there and got your hands dirty and done it before? Well, I run a consulting firm, which is very different, and I never you know had to take outside investment 
from which to, you know, I didn't have to raise money. But I am a big believer in building social impact in from the beginning. Um, because, and I often joke that it's easier to, to uh, you know, turn a rowboat around than a cruise ship. And, you know, I also contend that you will get to profitability faster if you make um, corporate social impact a priority from the get-go. You'll hire better people, your employees will be happier, your clients, and, you know, whether you're B2B or B2C, um, whoever you are marketing to will actually be, you know, will stick around and return. So for all those reasons, I always advise whatever can be doing, even if, you know, if it's 1% of profits, um, but also being smart about, you know, if you are going to have a physical place of work, what can you be doing to make that physical place of work? Although it just seems so funny because at least in the United States, so many of us have been, you know, working from home. Yeah. Obviously, you know, there, there are some people that cannot work from home. So, so I, I do want to be deferential to them. But in terms of what can you be doing when you create your place of work to make that place sustainable? You know, get rid of, um, you know, single use plastic <laughs> dishes, you know, put, put LED lighting in. I mean, these are simple things, but if everyone did them, we would yeah. see massive, massive changes. Yes, uh, definitely. And this is the thing, uh, a lot of the great solutions already exist. So it's not that we have to go and invent them. We just have to use yeah. some smart stuff that we've created. Um, exactly. so, so, so with 2020, we have seen some behavioral uh, changes and we have had a lot of people reconsidering how things are done. So, so like with, with various companies developing cures, potentially we, could, we can start to begin to imagine a period post-pandemic, e even while it's very bad now. Um, so we've done a lot of things differently in 2020, uh, and therefore that gives us an opportunity to not always do things the way we used to do them. So how can we leverage this, and, and, and what, what positive trends might we see for companies in 2021 and beyond based upon the uh, behavioral nudge that we've had this year? Well, I think, I think, first of all, there is not going to be just one pandemic, right? So everything we've learned this year, I think we need to carry into the future, um, perhaps to make the next one not as detrimental to so many walks of life. And, and, mm -hmm. and certainly we've seen how, um, you know, how this has been so much harder on certain uh, swaths of the population. And, and that isn't sustainable. So I think you know now is the time for for leaders, business leaders, government leaders to start planning out scenario planning. Like, what can we do in the future to make sure that it doesn't disrupt society as it has? Um, but also take take stock of what your you know what is your reason for being, and what can you as a a business citizen or as a, as a as a company that employs people what else can you be doing to have a positive effect on society on your employees so you know i don't see if it i, I look at the next five years and i don't see it's the question being um if companies are going to take action i really see it on how and i also mm -hmm. think it's far deeper than writing a check you know we we study after study shows consumers expect companies to dig deeper to figure out how they can be leveraging their resources to you know support their communities uh support customers help repair the you know when i'm speaking for the united states here uh, uh, you know because i'm more familiar with our our history than than in parts of of europe but that is mm -hmm. you know 
start repairing the, the the racial divide that has been you know in this country for years. I mean, it is deeply systemic. And granted, you know, as somebody who becomes part of the the, the corporate um, leadership in a in a company didn't sign up for those things. But I consider that part of the bat, you know, part of the clothing that they have to wear. Um, you know, our challenges today, whether it be the pandemic, unemployment, climate change, uh, you know, as mentioned, systemic racism and sexism, you know, we need the corporate sector and the private sector at the table just as much as we need, um, you know, government and faith-based and the consuming public. So I, I think now is the time for, for companies to step up and do more. Yeah, look, I mean, and, and, and also it's... Uh, like so, we've been supportive of environmental issues for a while. But the great thing now is, is that renewable energy costs less than fossil fuels. So right. therefore, you, you don't have to appeal to people's d d do good for us. It's like do it because it's smart. And similarly, yeah. with 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 diversity, with with uh, more more gender based inclusion and more diverse people in your business, those businesses tend to do better too because it's not just white males of a certain age group making decisions and therefore missing opportunities. So you know, ideally, it can almost be pitched that it's economically smart to be diverse, to be inclusive, to be sustainable. So hopefully, then it becomes a no brainer. Well, absolutely. I mean, it, it it is much less expensive to reduce your water in your and, and and shrink your packaging than having massive massive size packaging with the shipping costs right i mean to yeah. me some it, it it's almost like so obvious um <laughs> but i'm not saying it's easy because we we are creatures of habit and we do things that we've been told to do and that we've seen others do and we mimic that yeah look i mean and and yet you know i think maybe the first time someone gets uh, something shipped to them in biodegradable packaging and they go oh there's something a bit wrong here but then when they realize that they, they can shake it out and pour it into the compost or feed it to the chickens or something because it's starch or corn based you know I, I think this year has shown us that we're far more capable of change than 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 we've have believed or protested that we can't do yeah. things you know yes you just reminded me of when Dell years ago came up with bamboo and mushroom packaging for their for their computers um for shipping and it was such a it was such a new kind of exciting um solution and and you know to this day they're still using it so uh yeah. I, I mean clearly everyone else can be glomming on De definitely and it's cool um who, who do you talking of that so who do you follow for inspiration and information like how do you stay up to date and have your finger on the pulse Wow. You know what? It, it, I wish I could like narrow that down to like several people. And, and obviously during the pandemic and during an election year in this country, it, it's been a hodgepodge. Um, I absolutely love following the 19th News, uh, which is a, a new nonprofit, nonpartisan news platform um, built by women using women's voices, um, because okay. as we know, um, globally, women's voices have often been secondary in, in, in journalism and in the news media. Um, on the more old fashioned side of news front, I, I have Dan Rather on Twitter is, is just an amazing individual. To follow. He's very active, it's, isn't he? Yes, yes. And, and there's something, you know, I grew up with him, of course, on the, on the nightly news. So there's something somewhat comforting. Um, I am I am so grateful for Stacey Abrams uh, and and what she has been able to do um, in in 
you know, literally getting more people to be able to vote in this country. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan. Um, a friend and somebody who I find so uplifting is Baratunde Thurston, um, who you can find on on a multitude of channels. Uh, in the in the corporate responsibility space, you know, I still adore following Paul Pullman. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think he set the bar high with Unilever and, and continues yeah. to go on doing things. Um, and then, you know, from a personal standpoint, my my dear friend Lisa Witter, who uh, lives in Berlin, founded a company that I think is poised to be so instrumental in the future. It already is, but it's called Apolitical, and it's a global community of civil servants around the world. And the notion is to drive innovation in government because. Um, if anything, this pandemic has shown us, I mean, it continues to show us lots of things, but one thing is this good government is what is needed. Um, yes, we need a good private sector, but if there isn't that base of good government getting services out to the pop, you know, to the people, um, everything else is 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 on shaky ground. Um, and apolitical is based in London and, and Berlin and and, and just a, and they would the, the founders would be exceptional guests for for your show as well. Awesome. <laughs> and, and like you like, and like you say i think you know there's people doing stuff good in the public sector and the private sector and you know like a good operating society has both you know it, you shouldn't be polarizing that you know the solution is only capitalist driven market driven or or con or command and control driven by by a government so yeah I, th I think we need to be smarter and not reduce things down to absolutes spot on Okay, so it's been a pleasure to talk to you. How can people find out more about what you do and your work and the things that you're interested in? Thank you, Simon. Well, <clears throat> my company's website, the name of the company is McPherson Strategies. Uh, we're headquartered in New York City, but have um, folks located uh, around the US, um, maybe still trying to get to Europe, but maybe, maybe next year will be the time. And that mm -hmm. website is mcpstrategies.com. And on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Susan McP1. And lastly, my new book, uh, pre-orders are available up on Amazon. So if you just Google Susan Mc, or I'm sorry, if you search on Amazon, um, Susan McPherson, you will find The Lost Art of Connecting. And obviously it'll be available at local bookstores, et cetera, um, in a couple of months. Look, uh, awesome. And uh, I would imagine that hopefully we can review renew it and uh, review it in the new year as well i would love that simon i would love that i think if anything we have learned that those deep meaningful connections and relationships are what really matter in life or at least that's what i i feel and i i would imagine you also can appreciate yeah definitely and and like you say it's an ongoing conversation uh, and it makes us all smarter exactly exactly Thank you very much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.